3: To the Pat Mayo experience, the Friday shit show. We got rankings updates, injury news. Dr. Jesse Morris will actually be joining us a little bit later on to discuss the severity of some of these issues. We'll talk about DraftKings ownership, recap Thursday Night Football. We got it all for you. Use the time codes if there's something specifically that you would like to hear about. But, I mean, I just suggest you listen to the entire show. If you want to get into a draw for 20 DK bucks, two ways to do so. One, smash the like button for the video. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. And tell me where you would rank Darwin Thompson in the week three running back rankings for PPR purposes, because Meany and I are going to discuss this. And frankly, I don't think that anyone has like a true answer to it. So like, who are the guys that you would play him over? Where would you rank him as a week three running back? The other way to do so for the audio podcast, Pat Mayo Experience, leave a five star review after you subscribe, rate it five stars. Uh, DraftKings handling something nice you like about the show. Winners announced on Monday, 1 p.m. live Eastern time on the DraftKings YouTube channel and the Pat Mayo Experience, the PME slash PME on Facebook, Facebook page. Uh, We'll be back on Sunday morning as well. Live 930 a.m. Eastern time. Myself, Gary and Cust. And Chris Meany, you got to play in the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings listeners league. I'm already locked in. It doesn't fill up LaQuay. Like, I guess the golf one happened so early in the week yeah. that like by Tuesday it's full. Yeah. I mean, we haven't had problems filling it yet, but I look at it right now. There's still like 1,500 spots left. Like who's not in this tournament? Uh, it's rake free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's only 15 bucks. Someone commented at me he's like, well, you had more success if it was only 10 bucks. If the extra five bucks is really killing you, you shouldn't be fucking playing to begin with.
2: Yeah, if you're afraid about losing the five dollars, you should probably just sit this one out. Yeah, yeah I, I lock in every way, every week. As soon as your show is up, I, I just click reserve. Same thing we talked about last week. Yeah. I reserve and I and then I mess around with it Sunday morning. So yeah, I'm in. I'm locked and loaded, man. Yeah, you don't you don't want to miss it. It's rake free yeah. money. There's
3: over sixty like thousand dollars of guaranteed it's like money. Some of the best tournaments that the site has to offer really it probably is the best term yeah because it's a three max too it's not like people yep. can just pound entries into right. it like you have three max is essentially like single entry
2: yeah and that's what i that's right up my alley i love the three max like i don't really kind of mess around with more than that the, the three max entries is, is what i
3: like the most Yeah, that's yeah. why i made it the thread i petitioned to make it a three max like i yeah. like playing three entries. Yes. i don't want to have to play like i don't have to build like 20 i just don't have, have time for that no, I just don't
2: have time for 20 lineups. I mean, I play like 20 seasonal leagues. Like, that's enough to try to keep track of that this alone. Is why
3: This is why I really cut back on seasonal. Yeah. Uh, if people are looking for the weekly rankings, they're up on DKPlaybook.com or hit the description of this video or podcast where you find the link to the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings League. Also there, all the previous shows for this week, all the rankings lists. That's where you find everything if you're concerned about that sort of thing. Let's talk about injuries, though. I kind of alluded to it right off the top. Yeah. Yeah. But Rappaport Bomb, let's go. Ooh, live, live on the live show. Live Rappaport Patriots Bomb. have released wide receiver Antonio Brown as he is indicted. On right, as, indica- as he indicated, on where they have moved on. Okay, so did breaking it, news on the show. I guess we'll be one of the first people. Did not take long. I'm, I'm glad this actually happened at yeah. the very beginning of the show. Pain. Usually
2: happens when you hit publish. Pain. Pain. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what
3: happened to us the first two weeks. So if people couldn't hear Paul in the background, shout yeah. out Paul Shag for getting yeah. on this.
2: Yeah, a boy, Paul.
3: The Patriots have released Antonio Brown uh, because of all the allegations surrounding him. So not going to be in the lineup this week. Uh, so take him out of your lineup. That's my hot yeah. tip on advice. <laughs> take him out, yeah. So do we just go back to what we thought to begin with, as it pertains to Edelman and Josh Gordon? I still like Josh Gordon more than I, li- I actually, you know, in PPR leagues I like Edelman more than I like Gordon.
2: Yeah, me too. He's he's the safe guy, and even still with Brown there, I still liked him. I downgraded him slightly, but I was thinking he'd still be fine. He'd probably be the most consistent of the trio, and and now. Yeah, you just put them back up There is a borderline wide receiver one in, in, in full point PPR leagues, at least a low end for sure. Are we talking about Gordon or Edelman? No, Edelman.
3: Or, yeah, Edelman, like, yeah. Be, like rest of the season, it was, like, off the top of my head. Like, I don't want to get into semantics going, it right. could be 12, It could be 17. Like, yeah, wide receiver
2: 15. Yeah, he's a top 15 guy. Gordon, you have to be happy if you're a Gordon owner because, honestly, I have a couple shares and I was a little bit bummed with Antonio because you just don't know. And you saw last week, the first few plays of the game was Brown, 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 Brown. Gordon's not getting involved. And then you think, okay, maybe, you know, later on down the road when, you know, Brown has a tough matchup, not that he can't exploit it maybe they'll go to Gordon and like you just didn't have any faith to start this guy and I think now with Brown gone he becomes that deep threat guy again a little bit more upside would you pick James up? White is fine. Would now you pick too? up Philip
3: Dorsett now? Yeah, I think I, think so. I would.
2: Yeah, mm. I think so, definitely. Even in a twelve team league, back, absolutely. You saw week one what happened. He had a little bit of a rapport with Brady towards the end of the season. So I think he becomes a player now. You go and rush and you go grab him on the waiver wire. Maybe you don't start him every week, but nice depth beast to when you get next week's
3: starting buys. Yeah. Lots of injuries are gonna happen as well. Well, also on DraftKings this week, this opens up Dorset as one of the, the other value it wide does. receivers to talk yeah, about. So for sure. it, it's a pretty interesting case. I can't believe they cut him. It it must be bad. It,
2: it, it has to be bad. Before, I was up late last night. I, before um, I went to sleep, another report had surfaced about Antonio Brown and him attacking one of his accusers, allegedly. It's hard to keep up with Antonio Brown these days, but would you? that seemed like it was the final straw that he would not only maybe, the NFL would probably step in and that's probably what would happen. Like if the Patriots didn't release him now, the NFL probably steps in and really does, doesn't give him
3: much of a choice. I don't own Antonio Brown on any of my teams, but if I did, I think I'd be pensive just to cut him right away. Because if this all turns out, they go to the league, yeah. the league doesn't suspend him someone is going to sign him
2: Right. Yeah. And then nope. you have
3: him on your team. I mean, he's kind of a scumbag. So <laughs> and maybe you don't <laughs> want to associate yourself with that. Sure. Like I would you don't. play it, wait and see, unless you desperately need to make yeah. a move. And with the buys coming up, maybe you do. But yeah. unless there's some like obvious thing to look at in this situation, you know, give it a few days.
2: Yeah. Give it a few days and see what happens. Um, we said this last week. I think I had a question about Odell Beckham Jr. Like, can, should I trade Brown for Beckham? It's like, yes. You take this. You take, take that guy right away. Even like a borderline wide receiver too. I was I was saying to tell people to do it because you just don't know. It always seems to be something with them. It's been a crazy couple months with Antonio Brown. It's really hard to keep up with everything that he is. You know, has he's been through. It's it's wild, but it is I guess a, it does kind of downtick Brady a little bit too because yeah, just originally when they when he signed there. Brady was picked up off the waiver wire in a lot of spots. Like, Oh my goodness. Like he wasn't a top 12 quarterback. Nobody's really buying in. Oh, now he's top five. And now a bit of a bummer, but with everything that happened in the past week with quarterbacks, you probably just continue to roll them out there.
3: Yeah, as it pertains to this week against the Jets, where they're over twenty-point favorites at yeah. home, you think like Sony. This is a game where Sony Michelle eats. Yeah, uh, and we'll probably end up seeing that. But I would increase Edelman to probably top fifteen for the week. Gordon to just fringe top twenty, maybe number twenty. Yeah. And I'd probably bump up Dorsett to a top forty type receiver. Like if people are yeah. trying to figure it out with your Demarcus Robinsons and Michael Hardman, yeah, and John Rosses, like all those guys. Yeah, even DK DraftKings Metcalf, like yeah. that. team of guy. I think Dorsett's in the mix with those guys yeah, I for be. this week, because points are going to be scored.
2: Exactly, yeah. They're going to score points, and even last week, they were throwing the football, when they were still up, so points are going to be scored. And James White, too. Again, I think he's in full-point PPR leagues. I think he's, you know, a borderline RB, two, Lisa Flux, you plug him in.
3: Potentially. I don't like White as much in these type of games, yeah, because eventually, so much, well, yeah. eventually, just Rex Burkhead starts to play. And and I think he's clo- getting a lot of play, yeah. But in closer games, yeah. I mean, they've had two blowouts so far. This one is expected to be a out, yeah. I don't think the Patriots are so head and shoulders above everyone else that they're just going to win by thirty-five points every week. Right. Eventually, they're going to start playing some teams. Like even when they play the Bills, no, I think next that week Buffalo. that's a tougher game just because they're going up against a better defense. Now yeah. the Patriots are better than the Bills. I'm not yeah. saying that they crush the Bills no. or even beat the Bills, yeah. but in a game where you go up against a better defense, I think that's where yeah. James White has a bit more value.
2: Yeah, well, you're talking about Buffalo as the number one pass defense in the NFL last year, and it doesn't look like they've missed a beat. They, may, they
3: may have gotten better, I, although we don't know because yeah. they played the Jets and Giants. Yeah,
2: and I believe they're the only only team in the top 10 against the run in the past so yeah they only have played the jets and the giants uh in another cakewalk really ske- game this uh,
3: week don't be so <laughs> sure about that i'm not
2: the saying way. they're gonna cover the spread and win by seven but i don't expect cincinnati to do a whole lot offensively at least not with mixon
3: i don't no I do think this game, I think the Bengals cover. Yeah, I mean, you might get that backdoor cover. I uh, don't even think it's a backdoor cover. I think I just... Yeah, if we, one of those
2: games that you just feel like Buffalo, this is like a typical letdown spot. Buffalo feeling good about themselves. Oh, too yeah, Josh Allen
3: throws two pick sixes. Sure, and like, I oh. can see that.
2: Absolutely, it's not it's not a question
3: that could happen. Not that that hurts Josh Allen's fantasy value. No. If he throws two pick sixes, then he has to come yeah. back and throw some more.
2: Which we saw in week one. Yeah, This like, guy he, led the fine.
3: NFL in comebacks last year, which is hard to believe. Because he usually digs his own grave, yeah. and he has to <laughs> dig up and get himself out of it. Yeah. All right, so yeah, Brown. Oh, Antonio Brown's done. Okay. Let's talk about the Chiefs' backfield then. So Shady's in. Damian Williams is out with his knee problem. And then we get the situation with Darwin Thompson. Now Shady's dealing with an ankle injury. He's going to play, but there's even reports like, how much work do we give him? I would start Shady Mm -hmm. over starting Darwin Thompson. Yeah. And then I start thinking about Darwin Thompson being like, well, I think that he's good. Every running back in this offense is pretty good. But the Ravens' run defense, better than its pass defense. Yes. yes. But... If you tell me that, like, there's a chance here, and this probably pertains more to DraftKings, I think, than it does to season long, because you should have better options. Like, I'd probably still play someone like Frank Gore with Singletary out. Oh, 100%. Over Darwin Thompson. But, like, for $3,000 on DraftKings, like, what if Shady tweaks his ankle on play one? Yeah. Then you get 25 touches from Darwin Thompson. You're going to want that. Yeah. But how do you parse that out? Yeah, it's,
2: it's tough. It does feel like at least this week, much like last week, because Kansas City didn't have any success with Shady or or, um, Damian in there running football, that maybe Mahomes is gonna throw the ball 40 plus times. And if Mahomes is gonna throw the ball 40 plus times and Shady does, you know, suffer a little bit of a setback and Darwin's in there. You're right. I think you'd be silly not to take a, a share or two with Darwin 3K. But I do like Shady still. He suffered that ankle injury late in that game. I believe they're being pretty cautious with him in practice. I think you're seeing that a lot. I mean, the Eagles just flat-up canceled practice midweek because they didn't have enough guys who were healthy. That's fair. Yeah, I think you're <laughs> seeing that more and more, like just like let's be patient here with our studs. We don't need Shady to to be running practice reps or not. So it is a bit of a risk. but I think in season long you certainly play him. And maybe just the fact that everyone's going to go at
3: Darwin 3K, will get shaded with a lower owner. I don't know if people will have the guts no? to go with him. because To go with Darwin? To go with Darwin. I think people might do it for cost savings, but I think that it's still better to pay down at receiver this week. I, I love agree Devin. Agree with that. I, I love Devin Smith too. this week. He's like 3400 and... Yeah we'll get to Alshon in a second, but if he doesn't play, like people are just flooding with Aguilar. Yeah. I would almost go the other way. I, I, yeah, yeah. I think our second white side is probably the better play. Like he had like 91 <laughs> air yards last week. Like it seems like if someone's going to hit big, yeah, it's going to be him. And once we get to like the draft sure. ownership later on, I have Nelson Aguilar penciled in as the highest owned receiver on the slate. Like if you give me one guy at 17%, one guy at 2%, and we both don't know. Right. I'll take the guy at 2% who's the big play threat over the guy yeah. who probably ends up with like 5 for 55.
2: My, what I, I said this on the footballer show is that I feel like our Sega Whiteside will probably be on Slay, but I think he's a better tournament play. And I think Aguilar is pretty safe cash play. I think I would play him in cash and just kind of fade him in tournaments because because of the ownership. A lot of people will be on him. He's going to get double digit targets in this game, yeah, especially we, with Elshon. Adam.
3: Yeah, but we saw Mac Hollins play the slot last week, and it bumped Aguilar yeah. to the outside. So maybe Slay stays with Aguilar. It's possible.
2: It's possible. I'm sure there's going to be some snaps,
3: but they'll move him
2: around. Like they they've done that in the past few years, moved Agalor around all over the
3: field. Like that's all to say that uh, there's a chance Elshon plays. Deshaun Jackson's yeah. going to be. Out. I don't. Out. I don't think Elshon plays.
2: I don't think he plays either.
3: But if that's the case, then I guess our Sega White side is just an absolute no-go. But we, that's an early game on Sunday, and we'll know by Yeah, the we'll, you'll know. We'll know when the actives come out. The at 11, play though.
2: of the, in that game is, is Ertz. Like, he had led all everybody in tight ends, or not just tight ends, everybody with targets last week, last week at 16. Like, it's not, I'm not breaking news here. I
3: hate playing Zacherts. I don't know why. He's so good. I and don't know why I there's such a gap playing.
2: this week in terms of him and Kelsey up near the top, too. I mean, he's going to go, but after week one, you think, okay, there's no way. This guy set records last year for most catches ever by a tight end. There's no way he's going to be able to come close to that with Elshon and Jackson.
3: But now they're not but there. But now
2: they're not there, and if you saw last week, Again, 16 targets from Zach Ertz. Leads all tight ends after two weeks.
3: I haven't projected his number two ownership, but only 15. Ertz? Yeah, Ertz. Yeah. Kelsey at 16, Ertz at 15, and Mark Andrews at yeah, 12. those are the three guys. I, I, mean. st- I still like Waller because he's cheaper. yeah I, st- I like Waller too. And Kittle's in a really nice spot. Vance and- McDonald's also in a revenge game in a very nice Mason Rudolph loved Vance McDonald last week. Yeah,
2: and you know what? I mean, we've said this before with rookie quarterbacks and inexperienced quarterbacks. I mean, they don't go through all their reads. Sometimes it's a check down and sometimes it's just who's in the slot or who's the tight end that I could easily throw to. So I expect him to have a lot of a lot of work. Um, Ingram's interesting. Ingram is interesting with the new quarterback in play with Jones. Um, What is pretty decent matchup. I think he should get a lot of volume. Waller. I, I like Jimmy Graham or not Jimmy Graham. Greg Olson a little bit um he's dealing just,
3: with he's dealing with a back injury
2: also another inexperienced quarterback i just saw in the first two weeks arizona what it was like hawkinson
3: with andrews last week how, how does philly do against tight ends because i think hawkinson might be just because yeah, he's in play just because the the defensive line of the eagles is so banged up right now yeah. that one of the reasons why he had to stay back and not run as many routes against the chargers because you have to deal with ingram and bosa and having right a top tier blocker to protect your quarterback which hawkinson is yeah that's the route that you end up taking but if the the eagles i was gonna say the phillies the eagles aren't going to generate as much pressure as you normally would think that they would maybe Mm -hmm. hawkinson run some more routes and we know that secondary is just brutal
2: well the secondary is absolute trash like what's the ownership on galladay like it should be near 85 let's like let's i don't have galladay
3: inside the top three right now yeah of wide receiver i think he's like top six i i mean i he's
2: just he's a lock ronald darby's just been absolutely clueless out there only Oakland has given up more passing yards to quarterbacks so far this season and and it's just a trend that's continued for a couple years now the Eagles secondary has just been so bad so Galladay I expect to be chalky he's got a touchdown in each game he's gonna get double digit targets I think his prop is 69 yards 69 and a half we've already taken the over on that and I think Marvin Jones on the other side and Hawkinson to your point I think Detroit could actually win this football game this week
3: yeah it's a tricky line like when I was trying to think about my super seven this always because I got the Thursday night game wrong I was I was really feeling myself on Thursday night one like nine, I was on st- Tennessee. I won too. like nine straight public bets. I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm gonna load up. It just goes to show that the reason that I was doing so well with my bets and my props because I had limited everything and only actually bet. Things I really liked. Yeah. And I was like, well, instead I can't. Of everything. Instead of yeah Instead of just everything. And <laughs> then I was like, well, I'm hot. I can't lose all. It's like when you're riding a heater in blackjack yeah. and you just start. Pre- yes. like Instead of progressively upping your bet. So if yeah. you lose a hand, you, it's fine. Yeah. You be like betting like 25, 25, 25, 300. Yeah. And then just losing that hand. It's like, oh, God, now I'm down. <laughs> yeah. That, at least that didn't happen. But like there was one bet in that game that I liked, the over and the sacks. And said, oh, yeah. "I bet four other things along with it. That's the one that I want.
2: Yeah, like, I, what am I doing here?" I, and it's the same thing. Actually, I went twelve for six on my spreads last week, feeling really, really good and about four. Yeah, or twelve and four, twelve. And six. Really good with my spreads, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, Tennessee. Feel real good about Tennessee. Like their defense, been awesome. Actually, picked them up in a couple season long leagues just hours before kickoff, and they just looked awful. I mean. Marcus Mariota again. I mean, yeah, he's getting sacked so much and the line is not great, but we just seem to all, at least me, I just seem to always make excuses for Marcus Mariota and then I give him the benefit of the doubt and then I back him like a loser. Like, why am I backing this guy? Is just, there's nothing really to like (laughs) about Mariota at all. So yeah, it was a tough night.
3: Uh, So let's go back to the Chiefs backfield for a second. So again, Damian Williams is out. Shady's going to play and could be on a snap count, could get re-injured. I don't know. So Darwin Thompson comes in. Who are you playing Shady over like where does he fall into the running back rankings? like Josh Jacobs was removed from the injury report today. Yeah, I'd play Jacobs I'd play Jacobs yeah because shady's
2: not going to get those 20 touches. I what? think we could agree with that yeah, but if he, he gets he, five carries he could 10, have like 18 though. he could he could catch five or six balls, which is very valuable again in that offense. Um, I, I still don't think of him as a, as a top 25 running back. I think I would play
3: him over a guy like maybe Peyton Barber. All right, oh, I'd play, him over, I'd play Pe- him over Peyton Barber. Would you play him over someone like Marlon Mack, who now seems like he's going to play? No, i play practiced Marlon
2: I would play Marlon Mack. Because, because he practiced in full, I, I expect him to get 20 touches. And that's what he's gotten over the, the first two weeks of the season. So I would just bank on those touches and that kind of volume against the Falcons. Like, it's, it's not an awful spot.
3: Like, I'd play him against all, like, the loser running backs you don't want to play. Like, you don't want to play Devonta Freeman at this point. Like, I would play, yeah, I'd, I'd play I would Shady. Play shady over I might Freeman. even play Derwin Thompson over... Over Freeman? over Freeman. Like, Freeman stinks. He does this stink. This could be the week where he breaks out. I don't know. But At least like- he
2: does. I mean, he's got the, the three catches in each of his first two games. But, yeah, he's he's not getting. He's getting kind of out now by Edo Smith, who's not good. Okay, would you play Frank Gore? I would play Frank Gore over LeSean McCoy. Because
3: Devin Singletary has been ruled out for this game. So we'll get some TJ Yeldon.
2: I'd play Gore. Gore's
3: going to get so many touches.
2: Exactly. So I'd play Gore. I think I may play I, you know Shady what? over Mixon.
3: Uh, Mixon and Freeman.
2: Like, why you am play, I playing you Joe play, Mixon? You
3: play Gore over Mixon. I, I, I'm, I agree with you. I'm down on Mixon as well. But like,
2: yeah, I would. I would take the 20 touches against, um, you know, a soft defense with Frank Gore. If Frank Gore is going to get 18 carries again, and fall in the end zone once i don't have any confidence that mixon's gonna fall in the end zone or that he's gonna be able to run between the tackles he's obviously not healthy and zach taylor comes in under sean McVay, and they're throwing the football a ton they're using those weapons like dalton's having career games well i think that would aj
3: go to go back to the uh like the spread in that game i think that's something that might catch the bills off guard at least early like, they're gonna throw like boyd just being open ross being so fast like and, and it's gonna be tar- targeted the, the giants and jets just they didn't have that. Like, darn right. according to Tim Andercast. Oh, well, he was clearly sick for that first game. That's why they sucked so much. They they couldn't block. That's the one thing, though. Like, with uh, Corey Glenn going to be out again for the yeah. Bengals, like, that offensive line is not going to hold up no. to the pressure the Bills are going to bring. Right. I like both defenses in that game, yeah. by the
2: way. Yeah, I like the ba- Bengals. are widely available and super cheap in DK. Yeah, they're almost like the yeah, mid-price. Very cheap. So I so you mean, go
3: Gore over. I have to think about that one.
2: Gore Gore over over. I mean, it's crazy to think about like mixing. It's obviously nuts, but I mean, I'm just following trends right now, and I'm looking at opportunity and and volume and the environment. I just don't love the environment for mixing. I like it a little bit more for for Gore. But
3: I, when I look at the rank, like I don't have them in front of me. I'm guessing that Shady's going to come in somewhere around like 23, 24. Yeah, I but, had him. But let's him say he wasn't early thirties. Let, let's see. I say, but I, now, now he's moving up now. Because I had Williams initially at twenty. Like yeah, that seems like a good spot. Maybe I'll just put McCoy in where Dude, I had just, Williams. In. Exactly. Yeah. And then maybe even a couple
2: more spots ahead of Williams because you were you put Williams there thinking that Shady was going to play. Like both of these guys were going to play, and Williams was going to get maybe sixty percent of yeah. snaps and maybe a few more catches. So you bumped Shady up a little bit more. I mean, Williams is he, was he not the most obvious? bus candidate he hasn't really been a bust yet
3: though Like he's been okay through two games just he's not going to live uh, yeah. there's no way he's that catching balls he, but there was no way that he was going to live up like as soon as they signed yeah. Shady to the second round draft right. grade that they had but what did he had last
2: week like nine carries eight yards like
3: yeah he's getting involved in the passing game that's yeah, that he was that, drafted as like a that, top 15 back. sure but we didn't know Shady was going to sign even after he still was, there were no, still people touting
2: him. Yeah, there were. There were still people touting him. Trust me. I'm not going to call anybody out. There were still people touting Damian Williams as a top 15 back in this offense. Oh. That he only needed 12 touches to be an, well, a borderline crazy. RB one.
3: I, I would say that 90% of people were not doing that yeah. after the trade. And then there was the 10% contrarian outliers right. that wanted to go with it. But yeah. Yeah. Put Shady
2: in that offense. I know he's not 100% healthy, but roll him out as an RB two this week in a yeah. full PPR setting
3: would you yeah. play McCoy or any of the San Francisco guys
2: that's a great question um, and which San Francisco guy yeah, do you which have? San Francisco I think Breda guy we'll is play. the
3: play, but I think starts close
2: I think Mostart is really close. I think he runs better he was catching passes when he have three catches last week he runs really hard it's been two straight weeks now he's been good it's just Jeff Wilson seems like he's the goal line back there so and- it's it's a it's a complete mess against the Steelers. I think I'd play Brito over Shady, but I don't think I'd play Mossard over him. But that's a great question. That's that's where that's the question that many people are going to have for you on Sunday during the live show.
3: And one of the biggest things with the San Francisco backfield, too, is how much can we really take away from that game against the Bengals where they won by 30?
2: Right. And they're not, and they're not tackling. The, the defensive line was not good in Cincinnati. It was great in week one. And they were like, hey, maybe we have something. And it's like, no, you don't. It's, it was really bad. There, was a, there were a lot of holes. So I just think that San Fran's going to continue to use all three of those backs. Almost pretty evenly, which yeah. is very scary. Yeah, which is just like you do not You definitely don't touch him in DraftKings.
3: See, that's why I would go with Breda. Yeah. He's the better back. first season long, I don't think I'd touch any of them in DraftKings.
2: No. I wouldn't touch any of them in DraftKings either. No, no chance. Can't hey, do it.
3: Do you think Marlon Mack gets the full complement of work here? I do, yeah. And also for the Colts, Darius Leonard's out with a concussion, which yeah. does actually kind of help out Freeman a little bit sure. on the ground. But I just think Ito looks better. He does. Not that he looks good, I but know. he looks better. You're
2: right, he does. He does look better. Yeah, Freeman is is certainly puzzling. I thought he would get a, a full workload and nope. give him the I give him the pass. The first two weeks were tough matchups. It's hard to run on Minnesota. It's tough to run on on, um, on Philly. But Aaron Jones actually was able to run on Minnesota last week. He was able to get a full workload. He
3: also had like 387 carries. <laughs>
2: he did. Yeah. And then Matt Lafleur comes out and says he wants to have a bit closer to an even split. And, yeah. and like this is why Derrick Henry was absolute garbage over the first few weeks of the season last year because they were giving Deion Lewis touches. Yeah, Will flirt seems like, he seems a little clueless to me.
3: Who was it? There was someone who came out. Fuck, I can't remember the coach's name. Or, like, the player that it was concerning. He was just like, I want X player to get more touches. Well, you're the fucking coach. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> You can call the play that gets him more touches, all right? Yeah, who knows?
2: It could have been maybe Duke. Where was Duke last week? zero, like, one target, zero catches? How come Carlos Hyde got 20
3: carries? Because he's the one who, like, that's very clear that he's... like would he's play, It's would, very would clear. you Would you play Carlos Hyde, or would you play Shady? I would play... I would play Carlos Hyde. I
2: think it does depend on, on your matchup and upside. I think you have to look at that. I think you have to just, are you playing safe? With Carlos Hyde, do you have a bunch of boomer bust guys? Like, I think that's
3: what it comes down to. Like, splitting hairs just slightly. I think I would just take the volume and safety with Hyde. Tunsil's banged up, but it looks like he's going to play against the Chargers. And they desperately need him against that pass rush. But yeah. I, I think you can almost draw a direct correlation line of yeah. Hyde and Duke Johnson to whether they're up in games or down in games. They yeah. led that entire Jacksonville game. They did. And then Hyde gets 20 carries. Yeah. If they fall behind, like he did in the Saints game, you're going to see a Duke Johnson game where he piles up six catches. This so should be
2: a close game, though. This should be like should a field be. goal game, right? Yeah,
3: you would think so, especially because the Chargers will miss five field goals <laughs> and keep it close. Yeah, my goodness. like yeah. poor, poor Jeff was on edge.
2: Uh, I, and originally I was on the Chargers, and then I hear the Hunter Henry news and like just that alone. And then Mike Williams played and played okay. I was just immediately off of them, but only got that
3: game because they couldn't kick a field goal. Like They should have won the game. Cam Newton sitting this week. Kyle Allen playing. You could play Kyle Allen this week on draft It was a 4K. He's 4K. And he runs. Like. Yeah, he does run. So the stack, if you want to do it. Runs more than Cam. has <laughs> he does. Well, yeah. Greg Olson's dealing with the back injury. Just looking back at what he did last year, he actually targeted DJ Moore a bunch. So I don't think DJ Moore is overly affected by this. But I would give... I don't even want to say I want to give a downgrade to of the offense because it's sort of like the Ben-Mason-Rudolph situation where Ben was just playing so poorly. Like, how could Mason-Rudolph be a downgrade? That's kind of how I feel, too. Yeah. That in this situation, Cam was playing so poorly until he gets himself right. The offense that we've seen through two weeks, which hasn't been good, right. isn't really like, I'm not doing anything with McCaffrey. Like, McCaffrey's going to be McCaffrey. That's yeah. fine. You you play him as a top-five guy like he normally would. And I'd still yeah. play DJ Moore. I'm kind of worried about Greg Olson, though. But the biggest guy in this game that we talked about, Demir Bird, the Birdman, Coco, Beware, Revenge Game, very fast, very fast, playing a ton of snaps for the yeah, Cardinals. He is,
2: and and Kyler Murray's thrown the ball ninety-four times in two
3: games. Like there are some people that where's Kyler Murray rushing the ball? He's not running the ball right now. The, the problem he's is throwing it. that he's going to have to break like an eighty-yarder to score a touchdown because if the Cardinals get inside the red zone, they're definitely kicking a field goal.
2: I was really confused w- with last week in Baltimore. I, I was confused at how safe they played it. It's like, weird, did you right? You go into that game thinking that you just wanted to be within a touchdown you'd be happy and be satisfied you had an opportunity to win the game they were inside the red it's zone two weeks in a row time. they've done this yeah you just go for the touchdowns yeah it, like run with murray i'm pretty sure yeah, he, he did, could get it
3: he doesn't run yeah it's bizarre maybe they're trying running? to keep
2: they maybe they're trying to keep him healthy maybe they're trying to keep him healthy maybe it has something to do with the offensive line uh i don't know i I like strange. to see him run a little bit more well,
3: it's just strange like you bring in this like you're an innovator you're this young coach you have this offense right. you're running the air raid and like you're doing stuff that you know you're passing more because mathematically that makes a lot of sense yet you're stopping on the one yard line and kicking field goals like the fuck is, yeah what are you doing? no
2: that was and 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 yeah maybe it's just the inexperience of the coaching staff i know like um kingsbury was mic'd up after week one he over to Kyler he's just like my bad my bad you know we're gonna get better I'm gonna get better uh, at play calling so maybe it, it's a little bit to do with that but you were in Baltimore with an opportunity to win the game and I thought they played too conservative but yeah Byrd I I was really intrigued with him last week I thought you know, the same thing that you just said he's like running fast he was involved he was going downfield there was some some nice out routes for him and he I think he's a part of the offense yeah. I think all three like him Kirk and Fitzpatrick are big they're big
3: pieces of this offense, and Bird's the men as well. Yeah, and Kirk's always going to draw the top coverage. So, so the here's top what, corner So here's what you can do: you can play Kyle Allen at quarterback for four thousand. You can play Demir Bird for three thousand. You can play Devin Smith for thirty-four hundred dollars, and Darwin yeah. Thompson for an even three thousand. So who then are you, are you can spending take, up? then on? you can take your five favorite players on this slate. Yeah. You can afford anyone
2: Anybody else that you want. Yeah, you can go in the with the value lineups used to do in the day and leave ten k off the
3: board and get You probably don't need green. to do that, but like just using some combination of those four guys and like even even White Whiteside, you could throw into that mix as well if Alshon ends up sitting. Like, there's a lot of value players this week that if you want to spend up, you can find yeah. the pay down guys in order to pay up. Like, Darwin Thompson would be my first cut from that list because Same. I don't know how many touches he's going to get. Like, yeah. if he had five touches in this game and Shady was fine and got 24... Wouldn't be super stunned. And it's a tougher matchup against this run defense Yeah,
2: I don't think you're going to be able to run. Even if Shady plays 90% of the snaps, I don't expect him to have a lot of work, like at least a lot of... uh, I don't expect him to be too efficient on the ground. I expect a lot like last week where he, the, neither back did a whole lot. But if he's going to catch five or six balls, he's going to be fine. You put him in there. There's another guy, too, and I know I talked about him last week. Sorry if you took a flyer on him. James Washington. I, I still like him. Uh, here's I the still like him. News came out I today. I like him even more. Deontay,
3: Deontay Thompson's going to start at wide receiver.
2: I, so I, think that just, that's, I don't think that's bad news for Washington. It just means that... Like, clearly, Moncrief is absolutely yeah, Moncrief toast might, now. Moncrief, He's Moncrief might, might be joining He's uh, garbage.
3: A- Antonio Brown in the unemployment line. He's here in absolutely
2: brutal. Again, he had that one good year because of Andrew Luck. He was very lucky. Uh, Washington is going to be involved. He played. He was the, the wide receiver, the favorite option for Mason Rudolph four years in college, Oklahoma State. Took a lot of shots downfield with him, and they drafted both of these guys together right away if you saw – Mason Rudolph come into that game last week. He took a shot downfield with James Washington. I guarantee you he's going to take one or two shots. So I like them both. I think even... Um, Deontay's in. He's also a very cheap. He's also option. A super cheap. Yeah, guy. yeah throw yeah, him another into that. Guy that throw you him can, into that pile. Throw him in there. There's so there's so much value. So who are the guys you spend up on?
3: Dalvin Cook. De- I mean, a ton of usage. Dalvin Cook and Eckler, I think, are the two. Are the two. But if you want, guys. if you want to like go up, Zeke and Zeke like, is if, very. If you interesting. play some of these guys, Zeke and Christian McCaffrey yeah. are there for the taking.
2: I think if Zeke sits in the fourth, it's because he got his. Early yeah, early like
3: beginning. I'm not. I'm not concerned about like someone was like you should play Tony Pollard this no, week. Just play Zeke. Play Zeke. If Pollard plays, it's because Zeke went off. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Absolutely. Or Devin Smith goes off. Or Devin of Smith two. goes off. You can take a couple shots downfield with him too. Yeah. I'm, I really like this Dallas offense. I'm. I'm waiting for them to play somebody good. But right now, like,
3: looks pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really do. Really I do think the one guy to not necessarily avoid, but all things being equal with his price, is Amari Cooper. Like, I'm not sitting him in season long, but right. like for DraftKings, yeah. Xavier Howard is still good. He is he, still good, and he'll just make you like. And the rest of the Dolphins are so bad, yeah, that especially with now without minka Fitzpatrick as well. That yeah. if you just see Xavier Howard locking down Amari Cooper, it's like, well, I don't need to force you the don't ball need to, him. to everyone else
2: is open. I'll just throw to them. Right, exactly. You're going to be up in this game, you know, probably double digit score the the entire time after the first quarter. So you don't need to force the ball. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense for for Smith and. Maybe Cobb is a safer guy, but I like Smith more as the yeah, just take, take the
3: shot. Like, we're talking about yeah, drafting-wise or tournament? just going... Yeah, trying yeah. to... You, if someone's going to score 30 points, it's likely going to be Smith, Smith not, not Cobb. Cobb. Yeah, agreed. agreed. Uh, Trent Taylor was put on IR today with a foot injury, so he's going to be out for a while. I don't know if it's, like, eligible to return, but mm. you probably didn't own him anyway. Yeah. Uh, just... Less confusion. A lot of it confusion was Jimmy on, G's favorite target. A lot of camp. confusion on the 49ers offense, whether it be the backfield or receiving core. That's just one less yeah. guy.
2: One just, less guy to worry about. Jalen Hurd probably threw too. a
3: football last week, Man not gosh. catching balls, throwing footballs. Albert Wilson's going to sit again with a calf injury for the Dolphins. Uh, Devontae Parker has a ton of air yards, but he sucks. So yeah, Preston Wilson, <laughs> Preston Williams, sorry, yeah. is probably going to be the only guy you could consider starting and even then, I still think I have him ranked, like, wide receiver 48.
2: Yeah, it's too bad because I actually think he's very talented. I mean, that touchdown week one that he had was great feet work in the end zone. I think he's, he's a pretty good talent, but Josh Rosen is in his
3: quarterback now, and there's just not a lot to like about me. I mean, we just know this. Uh, T.Y. Hilton drew a
1: questionable tag with a quad
3: injury. It looks like he's going to play, though. Just keep an eye on that. The only other one is I picked the Browns plus three. Against the Rams on Sunday night. The Browns, like Denzel Ward might not play now. Najoku's done with yeah. a b- broken wrist. Yeah. Like they have a lot of injuries. The spread doesn't move though. So I, I don't, don't understand what's going on with that spread. I'm not throwing, I'm not going to play the Browns, like bet on it, or even throw it into my Super seven, but I'm okay. Keep up with my pick of the Browns. Here. The, the spread is too wonky. It's like the stupid there's, Detroit game last week where I took the yeah. Chargers and we all said, like, this is the trap game of the week. Yes, yes, Somehow yes. Detroit's going to win. Just pick Detroit. We didn't do it. And right. it's like, of course they end up winning because the Chargers went full Chargers there's, in there's, that game.
2: There's something going on with the spread. And I think we just need to, to, like, after week one, what did we say? Why was Carolina or why was LA only two and a half point favorites against Carolina yeah. on the road? Why? For me, I'm just taking the better team on the road in in L.A. Maybe Vegas is overvaluing Cleveland like we all did at the start of the season. There's some guys banged up that you mentioned. And also, the offensive line is still not good. And Baker's getting hit. He's getting hit a ton. He needs to get the ball out quicker. They need to do a better job of of. Maybe giving him the play quicker. That's who it was. Freddie Kitchen said they needed to get Nick <laughs> Chubb more work. <laughs> Holy shit, bud. Like, yeah. give him more work then. Like, what do you do putting in fake Duke Johnson on the field, like, all the time? Yeah, like, who was, was that in guy? There, like, it wasn't even Dontrell Hillier, because he's
3: still out with the concussion. Like, it was that other guy. Johnson
2: is his last name. It looks like Duke Johnson a little bit out there, a little bit bigger. Maybe like, Duke I don't Johnson is a place for two teams then. But But Baker is, I don't know if it's him holding on to the ball. The offensive line is obviously not great, what we've seen over the first couple weeks of the season, but. What I, what I also notice is that he's getting up to the line of scrimmage and calling the plays with, like, three or four seconds left. It's just, like, the offense is not
3: in sync. I think the Rams are all. I think that, every like, everyone was so in on Cleveland, but now they've watched him for two games. Now they're all out on Cleveland. I'm more they, worried
2: after week two than week one.
3: Yeah, but the thing it is, the Jets. Now, now that everyone is all the way out, watch yeah. them drop 50. Sure, it, that's
2: possible. <laughs> I'm not all the way out, but I am more worried after week two than week one. It was the Jets, and without one big play from Odell Beckham Jr. in that game, we're we're looking at, you know, it was a lot closer and the Jets did nothing in Jets that up. game. Yeah, they were absolutely just awful. Man, ah. bad.
3: Thursday night football, Jags win twenty to seven against Les Titans, Mariota. Sack nine times. He can do it. Oh my he can gosh. do it nine times.
2: <laughs> Man,
3: he's bad though. He's the Titans bad. run on first down.
2: Every single and time, everybody knows it. It's ridiculous. Everybody knows it. We, I remember sitting here with action. you last year. We had the exact same conversation. Why wasn't Derrick Henry all that good? Because every time they were on the field, they just ran with him. It, it's even watching them late in the game last last night with two, three minutes left in the game. Well, they're like throwing the ball for. Why did they run with Deion Lewis? With the, wh- I... Why did he touch the ball on the first down? They're down five. Why they're are down they running two scores with five
3: minutes left? And they ran no, with Deion. No, they were down by two scores with, like, a minute 30 left, and their first play was run up the gut with Deion Lewis. What the hell I don't is going know. on? I don't know. My Mike Vrabel's goodness. like, he, he trimmed the beard, and he just has this mustache. He looks exactly like fucking Ken Wizenhunt now. He might be possessed by Ken Wizenhunt, and it's all going
2: wrong for them again. I don't have any confidence in him. I have no confidence in Corey Davis. I'm, I'm starting to weather
3: to... I, I'm questioning
2: myself. Henry and Walker are the only two guys that you can play on that team, and their upside is capped. I'm starting to question myself whether I can identify Talon because I like Corey Davis coming out of the draft. I thought he was going to be good. Do, now you know, I just, do you know why? Does he suck, or is it Marcus Mariota, I, or is it this offense? Did like,
3: see, he was wide open last night. Mariota threw like a yeah, gopher offense. ball over his hand. and Corey Davis brought it down with one hand.
2: It was I an amazing. I know. Catch. And that's when I'm like, okay, Davis is fine. Like, get him the hell out of Tennessee. Like, can't we just wait until he's gone in, in a couple more years where he's on a capable team? Well, when, or when are they going to turn start, to Tannehill?
3: That's the thing when do they turn to Tannehill I
2: I would turn to him after next week I would really consider it right now and just say okay fine Jacksonville let's give them a little bit of respect they still strong defensive team can get after the quarterback but after next week I don't know who they play next week I would really consider Tannehill it can't be worse at this point I think it would be a
3: a positive for for everyone involved everybody involved
2: move the ball downfield Why, why
3: why is Deion Lewis still on this team if they don't use him he, and they don't use him. No, they don't.
2: He's, He's got like never five fantasy points in three weeks. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I know. It's really weird. And they paid him. And last last year at the start of the season, they said that both guys, they would be back and forth with both guys, game script, obviously. He's, he really shouldn't touch the field. I mean, I mean, he should. He should just just you see them Henry.
3: try to throw to Derrick Henry? <laughs> Old stone hands, like yeah, dropping yeah. it, hitting him, then kicking it out of yeah, bounds. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> you just going to get him hurt by yeah. doing that, by throwing him. Yeah, I so get you want to get him to space, but like. Yeah. He actually looked good on the ground. Yeah. But, you, but when everyone knows what you're doing, it's I know it's because not they work. can't move the ball. They can't throw it. They can't move the ball down the field. Runs a play action, sure, on first down. If everyone's convinced you're going to throw it on, I mean, that's the thing. Like the Jags sold out to stop the run on every first down. As every team and the, should. And the Titans them. never changed it up.
2: Yeah, I know. Make some adjustments. It's pitiful. I have no confidence in Vrabel. Like I don't understand what is going on with this offense. Like, and you can't even buy low on Corey Davis because you don't want him. Like, you don't do want you him on your team. Him? Like yeah. I actually dropped him yesterday in a 12-team league, which felt sick to do because I again, I think he's very talented, but yeah, it's Tennessee's brutal. Is Minshew's
3: already better than Mariota? Oh man, I, I I saw. I was sleeping on Minchu walk. Yeah, no, I didn't think he was not. I did no, not have neither. any of confidence. Not. I don't he was going to be anybody. Good this did. Nobody did. He made some really impressive throws. He did. And like back shoulder threw it to the. Oh, that was a beautiful like th- throw to Charik in the end zone. The
2: one that he threw to Didi down the sidelines was even also better. also great. Perfect throw, unbelievable. And Didi went in and brought it down. And Didi didn't help him out a lot yesterday. Was a couple drops that no, Didi's going to
3: Didi's going to end up being like a second half star.
2: I think he, yeah, it, people are sour on him. They've already asked me questions about dropping him. Don't drop, don't him. drop him. I think the big takeaway is did he not lead in targets? Did not I have eight or nine targets yesterday in and that game.
3: Play Chark every week. He's yeah, good.
2: and play Chark every week. I've had so, I had some Chark offers, and I said hell no, believe in that guy. I think Week One was like I forget who it was, but I said absolutely not. But if you have Chark, and you probably not, you probably weren't starting him, but now you you start him he's, as a wide receiver three as a flex guy. Do you like baby Chark?
3: Heart of Charkness or the Chark Knight better? I don't even know who some of these guys are. No, they're all they're all <laughs> nicknames that, that we're rolling with for DJ Chark. Oh, okay, okay. Or so Chark Nato. Like, um, say them again. So we have Baby Chark.
2: Yeah. Do 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 yeah. do 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 do. Yeah. Baby Chark. Yeah. So That's not, it's yeah. all right. Is that all a right. popular song in the household? Not, oh, not yet. Yeah. Soon no. Enough. No. It is. It is. It, the baby just goes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'm
3: like all right, I guess we're listening to this thirty times in a row, and yeah. it just gets ingrained <laughs> in your mind. Yeah. The Chark Knight. That's Not bad, Heart of Charkness, which I love. Heart Paul came up with that. I think that, that, yeah. that's a good deep cut. That is, a you good know, how I, you know, how I enjoy a deep cut, yeah. not the obvious one. Yeah, yeah. And the other one's just Charknado.
2: Yeah, eh, Charknado's kind of soft. I, li- I like Paul's suggestion. I think we go with that Heart one. of Charkness. Yeah, yeah. Heart, yeah, Heart of Charkness. I think that's like real that nice. Yeah. I mean, Minshew looks good, man, and you and I talked off camera is that he just seems, he doesn't seem like any other rookie. He reminds me a lot like Nick Foles, because he comes into a situation, and he's not afraid to take shots downfield. He has absolutely nothing to lose. Yeah, Josh
3: Jobs isn't coming in and replacing him. Right? Yeah,
2: nothing to lose. Nobody thought about him on draft day. He wasn't even given an opportunity to get first team reps. It was all Foles, and now Foles is out, and... He looks good. He looks fine. I mean, he looked good right away, and we just made an excuse on Kansas City's soft secondary. That's all we said. We were just like, nah, whatever, 22 for 25?
3: Eh, doesn't matter. He's completing passes at over an 88% rate.
2: Yeah, and he... I was very impressed with him week two on that final drive when he came down the field against Houston and uh, he one play he almost ran it in himself. He took a
3: couple shots and yeah, he looks solid. Man. Keep an eye on his rushing prop because it was super yep. low last night and I don't know why. Like I looked at it I was like, yeah, I don't know. Because yeah. you want to see. You want
2: to yeah. you, you see. And he can move around. He's, just, he's a definite starter and two quarterback leagues
3: yeah, 100 oh, i don't know if he is in one quarterback league, i don't so. think
2: so yet either he's not there yet because he's still
3: capped out at like 200 yards right
2: yeah but he also didn't get any help yesterday on the run game either like leonard yeah, fournette you worried negative about yards, fournette? Negative, yards, negative yards negative yards i mean slightly he was i i have some respect for tennessee's run defense so i mean that was a positive but yeah leonard fournette has been very disappointing i mean i don't want to say the the entire nfl career because he's had touchdowns but yeah, maybe uh, maybe a little disappointing considering the hype when he came out of
3: college. Uh, some spreads, like I said, the only two that I've still bet on for the week, I still like Tampa minus six and a half. That's my super lock of the week. Two and yeah. zero so far on the super lock. Nice, Although nice. whenever I Luke's, I, I pick Tennessee just in the pickems. Yeah. Um, whenever I get the Thursday game wrong, I never have a good week. Whenever I get it right, tail me that week. Yeah. So I, I'm not feeling super confident about this, this week. Last, last week,
2: week, I week I had the Thursday. This week I didn't, and I feel like I'm in the same boat. I was already kind of down in the dumps today. Like, ah, oh, man, I'm on one to start the week. Like, N- this is what you want?
3: Nothing made me more <laughs> sour. Like, I ended up I I played the four bets. I lost three of them and got the sacks over. But the fact that I didn't bet. James O'Shaughnessy first touchdown. That that is right up the Irish assassin. Yeah. That's a guy who's that's, right up my alley. That's first your touchdown. guy. Yeah, I bet Derrick Henry first touchdown. Uh, like a loser. Yeah,
2: that's not that's not your jam. I know that's not, that's, that's not what you do at all. Yeah, I know. It's that's weird. weird. That is weird. That's really bizarre, oh,
3: man. That, that's one you normally cash on, man. So Tampa minus six and a half at home. I like. People are just big on Danny Dimes because he's so much better than Eli. I don't know if that's true. Sterling Shepard yeah, yeah. is back. Yes. It's uh, positive. It looks like Cody Latimer. Cody Latimer's going to miss. Benny Fowler's dinged up. Like, here's the thing. I know Tampa's dealing with some injuries right now on defense, too. But they have Vita Vien. They have Ndamukong Su. And they can stop the run. Oh, yeah. If they stop the run and just limit Burke, Like, Barkley will still have his one big run because he does sure, it every single does, week. And he
2: usually does it in the first drive.
3: Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, he's done it for the last two weeks
2: on the first drive. Yeah.
3: So, just shut him down on the first drive. Then what are you going to do?
2: Yeah. No, I agree. And, I, and the
3: Giants' defense sucks. It
2: does suck. It is very bad. And as much as you want to say Jameis Winston's has been bad, he was at least efficient last week. I thought he made some, some better throws. Evans dropped a touchdown. Evans dropped like, a touchdown, yeah. And and maybe they'll lean on Howard. Maybe they'll throw a ball to Howard this week. Who knows? But there's your
3: stack this week, your contrarian stack. Howard. Evans, Howard, Jameis. Yeah. and Godwin is more expensive than Evans. Yeah. He's the guy to keep out of that realistically. If you yeah, want, if you want to for, play like a game second sure. fade.
2: And what do we know about the Giants over the past couple of years? Bad. They struggle against tight ends. They're very bad, yes, but they struggle to cover the tight end position. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't imagine too many people being on Howard. I think sharp people will be on Howard and take shots at him. Like you yeah. just brought him up. I well, think he, it's a good call.
3: He's down in that range with Hawkinson and Olsen. Like yeah. I might play high like, if I did like four lineups and I wanted to go that low. Yeah, because Waller's not that much more. No, I just think that he's safer.
2: Yeah, I agree. He is. He's safer. so fast. He's so fast, and I think he is. I think he's actually the number one option for, for Derek Carr. Like as much as when Tywell Williams has been good too, but he usually draws the tough, you know, the top corner, which is which is really tough. So I, I like that call by you, the lock, Tampa. I, I think that the offense will roll better with Jones. I do. I, I it was a small sample size, but he was just making anticipation throws in preseason that I just he's, normally don't he see. He still
3: needs that line to hold up or he's gonna oh, yeah. just
2: like Eli. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I we could get a lot of dump-offs to Barkley and Evan Ingram
3: yeah. in this game. So yeah. I have no, like, fantasy-wise, Ingram and Barkley. I, I, yeah, you, always, you roll, man. Just, you always play It, can't be, it can't be worse. Shepard is iffy, but, like, he's a fringe top 30 type guy. Yeah. But the other one that I bet on, um, I actually bet it at 44, and it's dropped because everyone's pounding the under on this game. But I like the over for what I talked about earlier in Cincinnati Buffalo. Oh. That just seems like a game where there could be two defensive scores. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's a shit show type game. So just take the over. Everyone's betting the under like, yeah. oh, how is Cincinnati going to move the ball? But when you have like, even if it's John Brown on the Bill's side of the ball, Josh Allen's rushing ability, John Ross's game breaking speed, yeah. plus the ability for both those teams to turn it over, like there's big play potential that leads to scoring in that game. And if everyone, I think it's like 94% of bets have yeah. come in on the under, just take the over. Yeah. Those are the two that it's, i think. It have. is
2: interesting. I was, you, make, uh, you make some good points because I, I do feel like it'll be a low-scoring game. But, no, you're right. I mean, you can get the, as I said earlier, with the throws from, from Dalton and the new offense, they're taking shots downfield. And you would never have, have guessed that Cincinnati would have went into Seattle and scored 20-plus points, and, and Dalton had a career game. So it's, it's certainly cap- he's certainly capable of it. Any other spreads
3: out there? I kind of like... I like
2: Detroit. I, I like the Steelers. I know I just brought it up already. I like the Steelers too. I think that Vegas is... I, I, San Fran's getting way too much respect for beating two mediocre teams, in my opinion. So I like I like the Steelers a lot too. What is it, seven and a half? Yeah, it's six and a half. There's two long... There's two big ones. That one and, and Detroit. I'm on Detroit. I think they can win out, right? But I don't, I don't think this offense is going to take that much of a step back. I know it's crazy to say with Big Ben, but he wasn't playing that well anyways. And he was playing week one with the elbow injury yeah mason had already said he knew about that injury so it was very poss- possible for him to get in juju is playing he's healthy and
3: connor's playing he's healthy so yeah and for the super seven if people don't know you pick seven games against yep. the spread you lock in one of them and then that's worth two so i've locked in tampa bay yep. uh the steelers are on that card i put cincinnati on the card at plus six I, I don't love it but i there weren't a lot of games i liked you know what i ended up doing dallas and the patriots <laughs> <laughs> Until Miami shows they have right. any life, yeah.
2: I, I, they're in and the show at the Athletic would do the picks. We roll through everyone like you, um, and we pick our five favorite. And it's funny, I said I was twelve and four last week, and I had three of my five wrong. <laughs> it's like my favorites are like clearly not right at all. But New England and Dallas were in my top five as well this week. And I said the same thing as you until I see something different for Miami. And if you're betting the over-under, I think you just have to ask yourself this. I said on the show last week, do you think the Patriots will score more than 45 points if you do pick the over? Because there's, no, there's a good chance Miami doesn't score 10. And I feel the same way this week. If you think Dallas, what is it, 44 and a half? If you think Dallas is going to score that many points, you take the over. But again, I see a, a game where Miami doesn't score 10. And, and
3: Dallas gets to at least 30. So that, that's covering, basically. All right, let's talk about some DraftKings ownership. We, like, forgot to do this segment last week. Oh, yeah. You know, like, someone got mad at me. I was like, oh, yeah, that <laughs> probably makes sense. If yeah. This is why you're tuning into the show, and I put it in the title of the video. For this, the podcast. Yeah. 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 So if you go to fansharesports.com, they aggregate all the sentiment ratings from around the industry. I always partner up with them. They're partners with the DraftKings. But uh, it's, like, 10 bucks for a weekly, 30 bucks for a monthly, and, like, 120 bucks for, like, the yeah. annual plan. But if you use the code PME, you get yeah. yourself a nice little discount. And they're that. dead
2: on too. Like they're, yeah, yeah it's, this is an, it's a nice DFS tool.
3: Yeah. And it updates all the time as well. So if you're yeah. looking for, it's really good to use pivot plays or just understand where people are going this week. Yeah. And this isn't to say you need to fade all the chalk because you don't need to fade all the right. chalk. Right. Maybe right. fade like one or two of the guys. Sure. They're super chalky. <laughs> yeah. But again, code PME, not the PME, just PME. Get yourself some money off at of fanshare Nice. I want to start with defenses. In Dallas, Dallas, over a quarter of teams are projected to use Dallas in the Millionaire Maker. The Patriots around like fifteen percent. Then no one else above ten percent. Yeah. Do you pay up for them? Because like I think the Chargers is a pay down defense at twenty five hundred at home against the Texans, who do nothing but get sacked. Right. Like they can still score. 30 points I don't care about
2: that sure you want you want them to get a few sacks maybe force a fumble it's very very possible I I think I think if you're a cash game player you'd you'd be silly not to go Cowboys and Patriots those would be the 2D that you roll out but I think you yeah I think you go a little bit different in tournaments you have to I mean, you could get burned like last week. You know, we all got burned if we didn't play the Pats. D. Unlike Garin, who Un- played them. Yeah, very good on Gary. He knows. He knew what was. He knew
3: what he was getting himself into. Being as a Dolphins fan. It see, was, that's why I kind of like yeah. you with the. What about the Lions this week? Against, yeah. If you like the Lions and Philly's your team, if yeah. people don't know. Yeah. You, there's something you see here. They're all banged up. Yeah. And, they, I mean, like again, they canceled. They
2: flat out canceled practice on Wednesday, and and Jason Kelsey, you know, he was hurt. He went to the other sideline in that game last week. Yeah. He, he, he suffered the concussion. Jason Peters, you know, obviously not 100 percent too. So the offensive line is not great. Sacks and uh, Wentz has been hit, and he's been hanging on to the ball a little bit longer than what you want him to. At least for me, like get rid of the ball, stop taking these hits. So I think Dallas is cer- or Detroit certainly in play. Like again, I would just fade the top. I know it's so risky, but I would. If you had to pick between the two, would you go Dallas? Or I would go. I would go Dallas. I would go I, Dallas yeah, too. I would go
3: Dallas, but. I mean, they're both really good matchups. We're down to the third string quarterback yeah. in, in New York. I, I don't know if I would pay down for the Lions. I think the Chargers are my favorite play from down there. I think San
2: Francisco don't play too. As uh, much as I'm talking about Pittsburgh, uh, I think Rudolph is going to take some shots. I think the Bengals
3: th- are a better play than them, but sneaky... I just had it in my head. I think the Saints are not a bad play. Yeah. The Saints get to the quarterback more than anyone else in football right now. And Russell Wilson takes damage. Unless I get up by a bunch and just start running, which is very much in play. Right. This game is close. Wilson's going to be taking hits. Two fumbles last week. Carson had
2: one, and Wilson had one, handed it off to Carson. And I don't love the offense in Seattle. I don't, I'm I don't a- like Carson. I still like Carson, but I just don't like the offense uh, all that much. Like, I like DK, but now he's going to have to go against Lattimore. And, yeah, so, I, I, yeah, it's a good call. And you probably figure that they dial up some pressure this week. They're going to have to, right? When you get an inexperienced quarterback yeah. in there, you're going to have to try to make something happen on defense. So, yeah. At running back, McCaffrey, Cook, and Eckler are all projected to be the highest. Wow, McCaffrey. I'm I'm surprised. I was going to play him because I thought everyone would be down on nah, him. Nah, people are
4: in on
3: it. Really? Yeah, because it, 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 it's... DraftKings, especially like over the past four years, it used to be we see this in football, we see this in golf that everyone's just like, oh, you know who I'm going to take the guy that everyone liked last yeah, week and who I... had the bad week, and I'll be on. But now everyone does that, so he's just going to be owned. Yeah, Ber- Berkeley is the guy no one's going to play.
2: So, th- so I might pivot off McCaffrey and Bark. I wasn't really, honestly, all that intrigued with McCaffrey. I just thought to myself that potentially he could be. He could be low-owned, and I guess that guy this week is Alvin Kamara. That yeah, surprise. but I... I, I and mean everyone not, who went after him last week. I, I'm not going to go there, And but I did have a lot of Alvin Kamara last week. So did I. I think that they run the football a little bit more with Latavius. Not that I want to play him, but I think that's that's what happened. So Cook and Eckler is not a surprise. I'm not surprised to see. Those are very two safe options what eckler has 41 touches in two games and like
3: yeah he's he's leading all backs. there are two two volume running backs and i'm playing them both i'm eating the chalk on both of those guys me too because they're just both in good matchups yeah you
2: spend up on the running backs this week and and um you take the value like we talked about yeah or you just take frank Gore, (laughs) or you just take frank put put frank Gore in your flex roll with those three guys that was my lineup that i gave up on the football it was my three backs
3: I, i would actually try to pay up again instead of frank Gore. I'd go to Carson or I'd go to Josh Jacobs. And Carson is guys. very
2: interesting. He's another guy that people won't be on yeah, this week.
3: Carson and Jacobs are the two mid-range guys that is like, yeah. oh, they I used them last week and they suck, so we'll never use them again. Yeah, but McCaffrey's so good, no one's really worried about him. Yeah, and and they went to Carson after
2: that second fumble. They went back to him to later. Tar- they they gave later him, they gave, they him gave a- Penny, but later on to try to run that game out, which shows me that they're at least you know, confident they give them the pass.
3: I, I gave this away a little bit earlier of who the, high, the highest owned wide receiver is probably going to be. Do you want to take a guess at who the top three are? Um, well, I won't look at my sheet. Yeah, I, you <laughs> do have it
2: right in front of you.
3: Um, well, Agalore. Agalor, I have it number one. Um... Larry Fitz, number two. That, you know, it was right on the tip of my tongue. Sammy Watkins, number three. I love Watkins this week.
2: Watkins is a good one. Again, recency bias. You look at last week with Hardman and Robinson, but the big takeaway, and you know it, was the targets targets. and the volume
3: that he got. I don't think that he's going to end up being the third highest owned guy. I can see Galladay going into that mix.
2: Galladay should, yeah. I'm surprised that Galladay is not. If you've been watching the Eagles secondary, it's got to be Galladay. And
3: Stafford's airing it out, too. But if Aguilar is going to be like 15 to 20% owned, he is that instant fade yeah is what I. Uh, s- if he beats me then he beats me that's fine sure. you know what's not gonna happen most of the time nelson Aguilar is the reason you win a million bucks right because he drops the damn paul
2: the ball that's would have been the game winning game winning touchdown last week so i agree as i said earlier i would play him in cash because i do feel like he's gonna return value for you he's probably gonna get a bunch of targets whether those are short throws or not but you fade them in tournaments because of all this noise. Absolutely. All the noise. I do like Larry Fitz and I'm going to have some shares of Larry. Fitz. I'm probably
3: probably just going to drop all my Larry Fitz shares and just go to Demir bird and pay up elsewhere. Yeah. Why not? He's faster.
2: Yeah. I, you, you have to take shots on all three of those guys. I like Arizona's offense. I throw the ball so much, but, um, Watkins is a good one. He was just so expensive last week. I faded him
3: last week because of week one. And now it's time to get back on him. Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, one, two, three. At quarterback but no one is so no one wants to play josh allen anymore i guess not again allen. i'll play josh allen yeah play josh allen and Jameis and kyle allen yeah the the one that really sticks out to me listen at quarterback no one ever gets owned high enough that it matters so don't worry about it just play the guy that you want to play mm-hmm. the big one for me this week that really sticks out that you probably should play is dak yeah cuz he is the seems to be the one no one really wants to touch from that higher end. Because but if, if Zeke doesn't run in three touchdowns, Dak's going to throw five touchdowns or, or will, run it in
2: himself or run it in himself which yeah he he does for sure. Yeah, Dak is very interesting. He's a, he's another solid quarterback all four of these guys and and a little bit later on, you know, down the board, I like I still like Allen's price but I like um, Allen too. I st- and again, obviously the theme. If I liked all of Detroit, I like Stafford. So I like Stafford in in that situation as well. Um, there's another guy, a quarterback. Jameis, man, I'm
3: telling you, Jameis. Yeah, Jameis is, is, look at
2: Jameis. 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 But Kyle is Al- Kyle too. Allen is
3: four thousand dollars. Yeah,
2: exactly. So if you're gonna if you're gonna get cute in around that range, like you might as well just go with. I mean, Rudolph. I had in some lineups too, but now that now the cam is out. I mean, Kyle Allen is, is, a, is a better player. And think. he runs. $800. And he runs.
3: And Arizona's defense sucks.
2: Yeah, Arizona's defense is not good. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely not. So yeah, had some interesting quarterback names out there this
3: week because so many guys got hurt. Yeah. And that's really suppressing the, because uh, there's so many value quarterbacks yeah. that Mahomes and Lamar's ownership isn't getting out of control. No. Yeah. So if you just wanted to load up on that game, load up on that game. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Would, would you go Hartman or Robinson? I would go Robinson. I would go Robinson. Tight ends, Ertz, Kelsey, and Andrews. Those are the three guys everyone's going for. So he yeah. said Kittle is a nice pivot play off the very top end guy. So it was Ingram, I think. Yeah. Uh, but I like Vance McDonald and Waller. And even Hawkinson at a lower price. But yeah. I think I'll, I'll end up playing a lot of Waller just because he's that in between price. Now that there's news that Jacobs and Williams are healthy, people get off and be like, oh, he's not gonna get the share that you yeah. thought. But
2: yeah, Waller's just good. He's just great. Yeah, and he's gonna yeah. be used every week. He's that easy completion for Derek Carr. He do not want to throw the ball down. They, field. they don't
3: ask him to block ever. Yeah. That's exactly. always
2: nice. No, it's it's perfectly fine. Again, look at last last year with Cook. Take all of those targets and all those catches and add a couple more on because he's not gonna drop it.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> all right, Chris Meany. the athletic. Yes. Fantasy
3: Footballers Podcast. You do everything. It's I hockey can't season. You to, I so. can't Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's hockey season.
2: It's been, a, it's been a rough week. I haven't got a lot of sleep. We launched our fantasy hockey draft guide
3: this I week. I suggest try cocaine. Yeah. Keep you up.
2: <laughs> I am, I Don't am, do I, I that. Am
3: I'm not advocating that. Don't do that. Just drink a lot of Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh we, we, got enough, we got more coming out here. Um, more, more news? Not, not as crazy of news. Maybe it changes your
2: opinion
3: on Chris Carson. Uh, no. Ray just injured his hamstring. Ooh oh so be questionable. okay it's Sunday, but that, probably up,
2: uh, that bums me up bums me out a little bit because you and i were just talking about how we were in
3: on cars if it, people sneaky it, play. I, I don't paul did you say that into the microphone or not no? Okay, so okay. if people didn't hear that, Rashad Penny just injured his hamstring. Paul on top of this Yeah, year. Paul's all, man, you're all over he, it. Injured his hamstring at Friday practice. Generally, Friday practice injuries. We saw this with Eric Fisher last week when he hurt his groin. He doesn't play on Very Sunday. Very bad. So, yeah, Chris Carson. He's going up in the rankings now. He
2: should. Yeah, that's it's, unless, unless, it's great. That's CJ
3: ProSites does stuff.
2: Ugh. He may catch a ball or two, whatever. But Carson had the, the the most targets, most catches on his team week one. He Like they said in the offseason, that he was going to be more involved in the passing game. He is. And before you get out of here, two contrarian guys that I was thinking about were Diggs and Thielen. No? Yeah. If, you're, if they're going to do it, it's this week against Oakland. I just have no? just like, it would, up a lot of yards. It'd be
3: Thielen who I'd go first. I know Diggs had the two touchdowns called back last week. Yeah. The one he cheated. Yeah. That's why it got called back. Yeah. <laughs>
2: There's just... I'm sure you're getting this too. And you're, you're probably going to get a ton of it on your live show is, do I start Diggs or
3: whoever people just hate Diggs now they hate him. they want to drop him. i i, I wouldn't drop him, but I, it's tough to tough i, t- I get it tough I, to start I, I, could, but I could come up with three better receivers on my team sure to play.
2: absolutely yeah i mean they, i get everything Kirk cousins looks bad they want to run the football like, like, Cook would you is, would is you, you play offense. like john
3: brown or stephan digs the answer is john brown it's not even close at this point yeah, i guess hollywood brown deal or with white or digs i have to deal with white i just don't love that yeah hollywood brown like just, he's I, have, I would play i would play john brown over hollywood brown
2: yeah, I just, again, I just have some respect for Buffalo's D. That's all. But I, I think for, from a DraftKings standpoint. No, you're, you're thinking of Tyler Boyd. Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, Boyd's can p- play a little bit in the
3: slot, right? Yeah, so then it's John Ross who's the.
2: John Ross. I'm talking yeah. about John Brown. Oh, John Brown. Yeah, my bad. I'm not paying attention at all. John Brown, 100%. Yeah. Yes, 100%. He's a solid wide receiver, too. Yeah.
3: I, I'd probably play Diggs over John Ross. Yes. John Ross is who I thought you said. Yeah. Yeah, I would, too. I just, I
2: think it's an opportunity. If one of them's going to show up this week, I think. It would be this week that they show up. you know hope what I'm so. Saying. Yeah. If not against if Oakland. You can pass on Oakland.
3: But but yeah, you can pass on Oakland, but here's the thing. They're favored by now nine points and, and Madison
2: and Yeah. What Mira. did we
3: what did we see week one? They yeah, got up cousins ran. threw the ball ten times. Yeah. He ran six. He ran 60 through 10. <laughs> yeah. but, but I know. Yeah. They're, probably they're wrong. just like, sure. we, don't, we don't need to pass. Right. So you have to factor that into your ranking. And the, yeah. like, we know what Diggs' is upside is. We know he's a good player. But yeah. if this is just going to be a schematic thing with Mike Zimmer, where if they don't have to throw the ball, they're not going to throw the ball, he has no floor. His floor and, is zero.
2: And if, yeah. And if they have good weeks, it's probably the time that you flip them because this is what they want to do with Gary Kubiak. As long as Cook stays healthy, this guy is, lead, is going to be one or two in terms of touches.
3: All right, hey, Chris Meany at Chris Meany on Twitter at the Athletic. If you like hockey, then Meany's your man. He's up all night pounding Red Bull into himself to get himself ready for the hockey season and doing football at the same time. You know, fancy basketball is coming up soon too. Eventually, Meany's going to have to pick, pick and choose what he wants to do. But coming up next from the dot com, Doctor Jesse Morse. Time to bring in Dr. Jesse Morse from thefantasydoctors.com to talk about more of these injuries and see if they're longer lasting, if you should trust some of these guys this week. And the one that we found out just at the end of the recording with me is that Rashad Penny had to leave practice on Friday with a hamstring problem. We've seen this crop up, that injuries that happen on Friday, unless you apparently you're Mark Andrews last week, that it's going to be a big deal. What do you make of something that crops up like this, and especially because it's a hamstring problem?
1: Yeah. Hamstrings scare me. Um, they, they don't typically heal well fast at all. I mean, we saw with Diggs a couple of weeks ago, he popped up, he, uh, was able to go, but he didn't really do much. He wasn't very effective overall last week. These usually take a good two, ideally closer to four weeks, um, with so close to the game, I wouldn't be surprised if they inactivated him. Uh, or just, you know, kept him as a, as a security blanket. I mean, he was starting to get good looks last week. uh, But I just, I have no faith in him this week. I think Carson's going to get a ton of the workload.
3: Yeah, I'm going to be moving Carson up in my running back rankings for the week. I guess his fumbling issues aren't as big of a concern when there's only CJ Pro sites to back you up and all we can do is catch passes. So again, hit the description of this video or podcast or go to dkplaybook.com or just follow me on Twitter. You can find all of my rankings at all times. They're updated as I'm recording this and then I'll update them again Saturday and Sunday morning. I'll do that twice on Sunday morning for before the inactives and after the inactives actually come out. Next one I want to talk about is Cam's foot. Cam's not going to play this week we discussed this briefly around seven days ago that this could be the best mm-hmm. thing that happens to cam right give that foot time to heal and if the foot heals and he gets close to 100 percent, he could still be cam again right
1: correct yeah i mean the problem is you saw last week they they he didn't have any interest in running at all like this is classic cam where once he's he's aggressive he will run when he needs to he didn't he looked like a shell of his former self so that midfoot sprain was legit he definitely uh was not able to put really any weight on it. He wasn't able to accelerate like he wanted, and he obviously re-injured it because they pretty much have ruled him out since basically Wednesday. Uh Allen is gonna run the show with Greer as his backup. Um I'm just concerned about this midfoot sprain. They need to give it at least, ideally at least probably two more weeks uh before he feels comfortable uh really. Uh, being on it again. I don't think the offense will change much personally. It may even be a benefit because Cam's so erratic last week. Uh, But yeah, this is definitely a concerning injury. I dropped him in in one of my 12-team leagues because I just can't trust him anymore.
3: But if this is a situation where they, let's say they sit him out again next week, so he plays on Thursday in week two, he's going to sit out week three, and let's say he sits out week four, would that be enough time to get the foot back up to at least like 90 95% healing?
1: Yes, this should be enough, assuming there's no uh, fractures or anything. And if there was, I think that we would have known about it. And they probably would have let us know, hey, um, he's definitely, you know, shut down for X amount of time. So the the fact that They're calling this, you know, continuing call this a sprain, and they're not saying, you know, we're shutting him down because he's got a fracture. is is pretty good news that he'll probably be a couple weeks and he'll should be good to go.
3: And and if that's the case, even in a twelve team league, unless I had needed the roster space, bye weeks coming up, myriad of injuries happening, that I would try to hold on to Cam for as long as possible because I want a full strength Cam Newton as my starting fantasy quarterback, and that just clearly wasn't the case at least for the first two weeks. But if they can get him back up to where he can be running again, it's an opportunity to seize right now as a buy low because you don't have to play him. There are capable options, even like Allen on the waiver wire. either. Allen, I mean, Josh Allen clearly better, but you know, either Allen, at least in the temporary, works out fine. Josh Jacobs was dealing with a groin injury and then a hip injury, and then he got sick and lost 10 pounds. Then all of a sudden on Friday, he's taken off the injury report. So what do you make of Jacobs? Do you think that he'll be 100% when Sunday comes?
1: No, there's no way that Jacobs is going to be 100% Groin injuries are notorious for re-injury. Um, it's really been about three days. Remember, he's also banged up with uh, an illness like uh, like uh, Connor uh, was last week who didn't look very good, like Mike Evans the week before, and he didn't do really well. Um, I really want Jacobs to be good, but I just don't have any faith in him uh, in, in, in terms of this short time span and the significance of this Groin injury, even if it's mild, all it takes is one attempted cut through the hole. He reaggravates it, and now he's uh, shut down for the whole game. I just think that's too risky uh, for, for, for someone, even if he has a flex spot. I think you could find someone with a, a similar upside, but much safer uh, profile.
3: Well, Meanie and I were discussing this, and we both lean Jacobs in the circumstance. But maybe based on this, maybe I have to change my tune a little bit. But Damian Williams is sitting out. Lashawn McCoy is playing. Darwin Thompson yep. will back him up. Would you play Lashawn McCoy over someone like Josh Jacobs?
1: No, I'm I, I, I'm a little bold, but uh, I would. I'm personally starting Darwin in a couple leagues. Um, I am also considering starting Wilkins in a couple leagues because I think Mac is probably gonna either be underperformed or I think he will, um, he will struggle or maybe even be inactivated late in the week, like, like, like Sunday, because his calf injury is equally as concerning as, as, um, um, uh, sorry, uh, what's his name's groin injury, Jacobs' groin injury. They're both, uh, traditional injuries that have a tendency to linger, uh, and have a tendency to re-injure very quickly. So uh, given it's only been three or four days since they've suffered these injuries and they're expecting to go full force in, you know, three or four days, probably not a good
3: combo. Uh, So McCoy's ankle actually does worry you too then.
1: Yeah. I mean, Damian Williams definitely is probably, if he plays, he's going to be a shell of himself.
3: Damian, Damian Williams has been ruled out. McCoy's going to play. Oh, he
1: has been ruled out. Okay. I hadn't seen him been ruled out, but, um, McCoy, uh, He's got an ankle uh, MRI was negative. Um, he may get some looks. I, I just I'm, I'm concerned enough to can say eh, uh, he'll probably get some looks, but probably not enough to be confident in him. They really haven't run the ball well at all. And this is going to be a very high scoring affair.
3: Uh, last one I wanted to talk about was now there's rumors that Alshon might actually be able to suit up on Sunday. What would you give the percentage chance of that? Because Deshaun is out.
1: So yeah, but Sean being Al Al uh with now uh, murmurs that he's potentially going to be in. I mean, this seems like the guy that's willing to stick it out. The thing that concerns me with him is the fact that he literally tried to start the game last week, and we I don't I, I turned it on probably at the end of the first quarter, and I don't even remember seeing him at all. So, uh, you know, calf injuries are potentially uh, lingering. They are, are annoying, uh, and all it takes is one. Uh, burst off the line, re-injury, and usually he's done for the game. So uh, I personally would not start Jeffrey because he's so high risk for injury.
3: Uh, Is there any other player out there that we haven't discussed that does concern you a lot heading into week three or maybe even beyond due to re-aggravation, maybe a Joe Mixon who we're not sure if he's over that ankle injury or not? Anyone in that bucket?
1: Um, Keep an eye on Jameis Winston's foot. Uh, Doesn't sound serious, but... Um, and then keep an eye on, um, Trey is probably going to be out a good four weeks, maybe even a little longer. I'm not concerned about Gallup. Uh, Tyrell should be fine with, with the Raiders. Uh, James Conner will probably be okay, but he's not going to be like legit for two weeks. Um, he'll, he'll be okay. Um, and then, and then Joe Mixon, I'm more concerned about his offensive line or what's left of it that I am concerned about his ankle. I just, uh, He's not 100% yet, but his line is so awful. I just don't want anything to do with him.
3: Uh, Last one. Greg Olson is dealing with, like, back problems now. Is that, like, a legitimate concern, or is he just old and old people have back problems?
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is old and old people have back problems. He was dealing with this a couple uh, last week, and he played. So uh, I think he'll continue to get therapy, and he'll play the game. And and they actually – the Cardinals are – awful against the tight end so this could be a smash spot for either him or thomas
3: all right that will do it on the pat mayo experience you can follow jesse morse on twitter at dr jesse morse and become a member at the fantasy com and subscribe to their patreon feed as well for more in-depth information on each of the injuries jesse you guys do video breakdowns of almost everyone right
1: Correct. Yeah, probably about uh, 80 to 90 percent rate uh, a clip of, of, of uh, some of the smaller injuries we don't, but 90 percent of the big stuff we do. Yes.
3: Alright, uh, if you want to join the Pat Mayo Experience Listener's League, at the description of this podcast or video. You find the links, the best tournament on DraftKings. No rake, that is something you probably want to attack. All the rankings are currently updated and join me Sunday morning, 9.30am, Eastern Time, DraftKings YouTube channel, Pat Mayo Experience Facebook page, that's facebook.com slash the PME, or if you don't want to wake up at 9.30, you just want to listen at 10.30, it will be up on the Pat Mayo Experience podcast feed for all the audio versions for your on-demand consumption. That'll do it for me. I'm Pat Mayo. Good luck in week three. I'll see you next time.
4: It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing.